the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on, of course, our website, but also on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at lifesitenews.com, at The Christian Post, um, from some past articles, and at worldnetdaily.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out our school corruption and propaganda calendar, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. So I'm sure most of you know by now that there are several bills that have been introduced in states like South Dakota and elsewhere that would ban these horrendous, mutilating, so-called gender change treatments for children and teens. And here to talk with me today about this movement and how we can slow it down and start protecting children is Brandon Showalter. Brandon is a journalist with the Christian Post, a fellow of the John Jay Institute for Faith, Society, and Law. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Brandon. Thank you, Linda. Always appreciate the opportunity. I'm so glad you were able to join us today because you're one of the people around the nation who has done a lot of background on and research on this movement, and you're very in touch with the promotion of gender rebellion, especially with our kids. Um, Our particular concern is how this is being packaged and sold to vulnerable children and their parents. And so let's start by outlining the very uh, this very positive movement to introduce bills in various states that would ban this treatment in some way. So tell us what you know about the several bills that are out there. There's South Dakota, and um, I believe Georgia is about to come out. There's South Carolina and Florida. You may know more than I do, so fill us in on that. 
Yes. Well, there have been several bills, as you say, in a, in a few states, um, many of which were inspired by the case of James Younger back in the fall, um, which for those of, I think your listeners may know this, but that was a seven-year-old boy in Texas where a jury originally um, awarded sole conservatorship to a mother who was determined to transition her male child, her seven-year-old son, into a girl. Mm -hmm. And the father objected to it, and there's been this long, drawn-out, contentious process. And because that case garnered international attention, uh, several state legislatures, um, you know, conservative um, legislators in those states announced their intentions to ban the use of what are known as puberty blockers, which I still can't believe that's actually a thing, right. cross-sex hormones, and then you know surgeries of various kinds on minors. Um, it, people are just now waking up to the reality that this is actually being done on children, on on minors. When I, I mean, it's it's amazing to me because the mainstream, the purportedly mainstream press, has been framing this as a positive kind of thing. And I hear from the victims of these surgeries and from their parents mm -hmm. and very few, you know, outlets, only if they're Christian or, you know, conservative leaning are, are telling the real stories. And so people, it's just not on people's radar, but it's finally percolated up into, um, you know, the, the national narrative. And so people are awakening to the reality that, oh my goodness, we're actually chemically stunting a child's normal puberty which is not a disease. And right. actually when you do, when you introduce these drugs, it actually creates an endocrine disease state. Um, and so people are finally just saying, wait a minute. I mean, it's one thing if you're an adult and you want to do this. I mean, I don't think that's ethical anyway, because I don't believe you should cut and slice and dice the body that way, but especially on minors. I mean, come on, this is just not reasonable. I mean, how can, I mean, I hear from people who span the spectrum, um, Gays and lesbians even reach out to me and say, please don't stop reporting on this stuff at the Christian Post. I can't believe I'm reading the Christian Post, <laughs> left wing, right wing. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that just say, no, not yeah. on children. Right. No. Exactly. And so, yes, state legislatures are starting to raise the alarm, um, but there's a lot more behind this that a lot of people don't know about. Um, there's a lot of money and a lot of power behind this movement. And it's um, even in states where you would think it would be like an obvious thing to be passed. Uh, I would not say that it will be an easy fight. Right. So we'll we'll go through some of that. So um, because you bring up a lot of very, very uh, deep and important issues that we, we need to probe here and, and fill people in on. So uh, South Dakota, the House there has passed this, praise God. And right. it has 46 co-sponsors, I believe. Now it goes to the Senate and the governor. Now, what do you hear about... Uh, the mood of the Senate in South Dakota. And the, the reason I don't go South Dakota, it's a small state, but it's the first one where this has gone live and is very active, I believe. It's the first one. That's correct. This, the South Dakota House uh, was the first legislative body in the United States to ever pass a bill of this kind. So they've really set the stage here. Um it's an overwhelmingly Republican state, and the Senate is dominated by Republicans, but do not expect them to necessarily pass this easily. From what I heard, and I know the, the bill sponsor in the House, that state came under intense pressure. And the governor, who is a Christian woman, I mean, she is being pressured and the heat is being turned up on South Dakota Big threats from, like, the Chamber of Commerce is against this bill. Mm -hmm. These big businesses and out-of-state 
there's, there's threats and manipulation, uh, money talks. I mean, and a lot of people, and I mean, my, I have inside sources who are telling me that, you know, there's only, I think, two or three doctors in, South, in Sioux Falls. I think it's three. More, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, three. In the whole state. And so the they don't state. even think it's, they don't think it's a big issue. It's like, it hardly even affects us. They have no idea how big this beast is, where it'll get its tentacles in wherever, and it only has plans to grow. I mean, it's, they, if they, people are naive to think that this is just going to stay small. Mm-hmm. And moreover, even if there was only one doctor doing it on one person, that should be illegal. Exactly. It is not ethical to stunt a child's healthy, normal puberty. The, the blockers and the drugs that are being used for this purpose have never been approved by the FDA. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's akin to eugenics, I think. I mean, this is not ethical medicine. This is experimental. And so I think the legislature, I mean, we're, we're very clear here at the Christian Post, like this is, these are, these are practices that are just barbaric. They and are. so I, however small it is, South Dakota and other states are, I think, right to take the lead um, on this. Right. And, but don't uh, expect it to pass. Like, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of money and a lot of manipulation and intimidation games going on behind yeah. the scenes yeah. and trying to make people think this isn't a big deal or that you're going to lose money if you, if you try to ban this. I mean, it's, there's some real, real spiritual wickedness behind it all. Right. So pray, friends, pray very fervently for South Dakota and these other states. Well, I think it's been introduced a similar bill in Florida, South Carolina, uh, and one is coming out uh, very soon in Georgia. There's also talk I am hearing in Ohio, so folks, keep your ears uh, tuned to that. Um, Texas and Kentucky have been discussing this. What, what can you tell me about any of those other bills? Do you do you have any information? Well, they, yes, the Texas bill, I don't think their legislature meets until 2021, but in the, with the James Younger case, which I referenced just a moment ago, uh, there were legislators that said that unless a special session was called, that they would introduce, you know, legislation to to ban that in the state of Texas. Um, the, the important thing is, is that if if you oppose this, you need to deluge the governor's office and your legislature's office with calls. You cannot expect, excuse me, you cannot expect people to do the right thing again because of all the power and the money behind this movement, money talks, uh, and, but unless, unless people hear from their constituents, uh, th- th- you just can't know. That, that's the most important thing that I can emphasize because it, I, I think a lot of people are tired of contentious culture war, social issues type. I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, what could be more important than protecting children from being given right drugs and surgeries that are permanent you can never undo i mean right. it's it's just and and again i'll just reiterate there is broad opposition to this people may not know this because the mainstream media will not report on it truthfully at all this is just an area where they are so so extremely deceptive i have very far left-wing friends that are adamantly against this I mean, th- one of the most bewildering things for me to find out has been even, you know, gays and lesbians, youth who present with same-sex attraction are being marketed these transgender drugs right. as though, mm-hmm. yeah, as though uh, you know, hormones and surgery are going to fix same-sex attraction. I mean, you want to talk gay conversion therapy? Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. This is the stuff that, I mean, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just 
so the farther down this rabbit hole that I get, the more scary it gets. Right. But people can't expect legislatures to necessarily do the right thing because, again, the money and the big business entities are are are, are behind this kind of thing because right. pharmaceutical companies stand to profit off of this. Right. If you go on these hormones and these drugs, you'll be a medical patient for life. So they've got a steady income stream. Mm. It sounds like a conspiracy, but I promise you it's not. No, and, and you have to look at the... This is only the gender clinics um, have right. b- blossomed in the last 10 or 11 years. There were It was like one 10 or 11 years ago. There are now some 200 around the country. I mean, all the major medical children's centers have these burgeoning gender uh, transition treatment clinics, and it's pretty much uh, most of the time out of pocket. So it's not even insurance. So it's very lucrative, very lucrative. It, it is, and we don't know just how many there are in um in america right now it, there's uh, dozens of them um and then there's all these other affiliate you know therapy you know clinics where they're right. sort of creating a pipeline to these Cl- so planned is, parenthood very lucrative planned parenthood uh, well, every, gives... that's that's true essentially every most planned parenthood offices are essentially gender clinics because mm-hmm. they are passing out testosterone like it's candy right to, to girls who come in there who i mean i think Last I heard, it, you have to be an adult to get it. I mean, I, I think it's a crime whether it's uh, you're an adult or a minor. But my sources have told me that they are working to try and lower the age where even minors can get testosterone in Planned Parenthood. Right. They are the, one of the largest providers of you know cross-sex hormones now to to persons who identify as trans. Right. And and I believe the uh, Equality Act, if it would pass the Senate, it, the Federal Equality Act, to make uh, all the LGBT identities and behaviors, um, civil rights in this country would uh, cause a quickly cause a lowering of the age of consent for a lot of these medical medical issues. So we only have a couple minutes That's in right. th- this segment. Let's just um, I'm just going to ask you a couple other quick questions. We'll go more into details about what you've learned about from the detransitioners in our next segment. Mm-hmm. But but most of these bills being introduced follow. The Kelsey Coalition model, that's a group of parents that are of all different political persuasions, but they have, mm-hmm. many of them have par- have children that have so-called right. transitioned. Now, th- there's a model called the Vulnerable Child Protection Act that they're they're putting out there. And so vulnerability, I mean, it's the, the kids are vulnerable, so are the parents. What is the major thing that makes them vulnerable at this point? What are they told? I mean, isn't it the suicide card? Isn't that how this gets sold to, to families? It is. It's just fraught, Linda, with manipulation. If if someone, if a teenager comes home from school after having seen a presentation about these identities, and this is infested in so many of our public schools now, even in conservative areas where you would think that you know, it wouldn't be. Right. They are then guided and steered into um, referred for counseling at these transgender therapists' office and clinics, and parents are manipulated and told that unless they support their child's transition, they are extremely likely or will commit suicide. And yeah. so it just puts the fear of. Right. I mean, just it just it just absolutely terrifies the parents. Mm-hmm. And if these people have professional credentials or medical degrees. Yeah. They they tend to look at it as authoritative when in fact it's all a lie, yeah. it's all a fraud, and so, so these a lot of these children that I'm finding out that are particularly vulnerable 
are either same-sex attracted or they're on the autism spectrum. Yes. Or they're just kind of your quirky, gender mm-hmm. atypical, gender non-conforming kids. And so maybe okay. they're being bullied and struggling already. Yeah. And so, this just seizes upon their, their vulnerability. Okay. Uh, so Brandon, Brandon, we have to hold there for until the next segment. We're talking with Brandon Showalter, who is a journalist with the Christian Post. And we're talking about these bills to ban this gender mutilation of children. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us on Mission America Radio. We'll be right back after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. There is a move which is very positive around the country in state legislatures to ban the medical mutilation of children, all in the name of so-called gender change, and to ban these mutilating treatments, um, uh, medications, and surgery. South Dakota is what we're looking at right now. It's the most active one, but a number of other states. We're talking today with Brandon Showalter, who's one of, really has become one of the nation's expert journalists on this subject. He is a journalist with the Christian Post. And so, Brandon, before our break, we were talking about um, the issue of uh, the effects on children, how people are manipulated. So, what what is one of the mi- biggest testimonies that we're hearing now that's going to change this is the the young adults late teens and young adult people that are coming out and saying wait no i wish i'd never done that detransitioners and you were talking to a number of them tell us what they're telling you and what you're seeing about the effects on the body right uh i think these individuals who once lived and identified as trans who have come to regret the medical uh, treatments and the surgery that they uh, went through are going to be some of the most effective voices and they are starting to make more noise both here in the united states and in the uk there's a lawsuit going on against the tavistock clinic in london where i believe it's a 23 year old woman who is now saying that the medical stuff was just torturous and unnecessary and it put it on this path and it, it was not handled professionally. Again, I'll just reiterate, because it's experimental medicine. This, there's no studies that have been done on these drugs for this purpose. And we're, 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 we're just messing up children's bodies. And so some of them are now getting the courage to speak out um, because the harm is so visible and they, they just can't not. I've spoken with several and they, they've talked to me about the, the, the damage, about how it does to your endocrine system. When you mess up the delicate ecosystem that is the human endocrine system, you thin your bones, you mess up your liver, your heart, you compromise your fertility. The harms are just unignorable. I've got a story coming out soon where this this guy was an adult, and you know, parents cover your ears here, but this this guy was they, he was manipulated into being castrated uh, back several years ago, and he ended up ejaculating blood. I mean, the horrors are just unignorable. And as they get courage to tell about how they were harmed, I don't think people are going to be able to say that these treatments are harmless and necessary and prevent suicide. I really don't, because uh, it's just grotesque, some of the the results that are happening. It doesn't improve their mental health as it's promised to improve. I mean, it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. Right. Once you go through, you have all this uh, going on with your body, your mental health right. is, is is likely to decline. Your me- mental health uh, situation, yeah. I mean, this is uh, the, and, and of course fertility. You said that 
you're almost always uh, sterilized. And to make that decision for any child right. is just um, inhumane to, to the max. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind, Linda, America has an ugly chapter of its history where we did that to enslaved black women, geeky mm-hmm. airmen. Like we, we have a sordid you know, part of our history where we did experimental medicine that resulted in sterilization of people. And we look back on that with shame. Well, now is it suddenly okay to do it just because these kids say they're gender confused, that we're going to take away their ability to have children later in life just because they say they feel like the opposite sex? I mean, it's just so crazy. And you know, you know what's going on here. And just tell me what you think about this, um, is that no one want none of the LGBT and uh, left-wing medical professional, because that's what they are. They're biased people, not basing this on on medicine. They they do not want to in any way, it's the move away from counseling. The conversion therapy uh, ban movement has driven this because they are saying that you never want to advocate that a person be um, heterosexual or embrace their biology. So what's happening is that a child presents this way, it's that's suddenly carved in stone. They their their confusion. It has to be affirmed because they're protecting the public relations reputation of the entire movement. Do you agree with that? I think that you're you're on target there. And I would just say, it, just just think of how just crazy this is. I mean, we know that sexuality there's a fluidity to it. That that people you know right. you know feelings and desires can and do change for many people. Your body is your body is what it is Mm -hmm. it is impossible to change sex and so the irony that somehow you would try to bar someone for you know talking with a pastor exploring you know something as complex and and fluid as sexual desire versus actually cutting off actual physical body parts i mean it's just it is a pr operation i believe in large part right it's the same thing that's going on in schools you know we have um you know the 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 issue of the the lack of surge or lack of um, research to back this up, mm-hmm. you, as you mentioned briefly, these medications none of this is approved by the FDA. Isn't that correct? That's correct. One of the main blockers that is used is a drug called Lupron, mm-hmm. and Lupron is a prostate cancer drug. The therapeutic idea being is that if you starve the prostate for men who have prostate cancer, if you inhibit the flow of testosterone over the prostate, the prostate cancer tissue um, is starved. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's clinically approved for precocious puberty, which is a medical condition. It still has a lot of very terrible side effects, but it has never been approved. It has never been approved, and there have been no long-term studies on the long-term side effects of this drug for the purpose of gender dysphoria. It's mm-hmm. never been done. There are no control groups. There's no research to back any of this up. Puberty blockers are said to be, quote-unquote, reversible. They are not. It's a lie. Right. You take calcium out of the bones, as I think I've, I've mentioned already, that cannot be reintroduced later. Some of these kids that go on this drug, they will have osteoporosis when they are in their 20s or 30s. Right. I mean, this. I mean, I, I cannot believe that this is actually a thing, but we're living through one of the greatest medical scandals of all time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about the money. Right. It is all about the money. It is. And, and preying on vulnerable kids. Right. And the I would have to say the agenda, but the agenda is heavily money-driven now. Brandon, yeah, um, absolutely. How, how could people uh, read your material? Give us the website. 
Well, you can follow my byline at the Christian Post or at ChristianPost.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also uh, heartily recommend the journalism of Madeline Kearns at National Review. She's done mm-hmm. some terrific investigative research. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Bielek, uh has written some terrific stuff on the Federalist and on First Things. That's B-I-L-E-K. She's tracked the money. Okay. But my stuff is all at the Christian Post. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. God bless your work. And I ask our listeners to pray for this and follow these bills and make these calls. Call the people in the Senate in South Dakota, friends. You, you can find this out. I'll try to put some uh, information out on Mission America as well. Um, and follow Brandon because he's on top of, of this issue. And just remember, friends, this is positive news that we're uh, pushing back on this. Just remember, just remember with God, all things are still possible. So I hope you have a very great day.